see you but can you hear me can I hear you let me stop the screen share real quick no I'm sorry dear I can't hear you I'm not sure why if you're not muted join audio let's see here let me try join with computer audio let's try that oh there you go ah. Why is it being dumb? Because I'm dumb. That's why. Uh, yeah, you are the dummy. I'm the big hey, dummy. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was not happy. I was not happy, and now I'm happy. Hey, how's it going? You should be Good happy. See you. All right, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Talking to Tony. Help me with your last name, please. I don't want to be an asshole and get it wrong. It's Naj, like massage. Nice. Instead of menage. Okay, got it. <laughs> oh yeah, like Nicki Minaj. Why haven't I ever thought of that? Because you're Tony Baloney. Um, so thanks for uh, taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. I know. Yeah, you, totally. I know you've been making the rounds with all the uh, cis white gender uh, Ben Shapiro alkalites um, <laughs> since you've been haunting their dreams. It's funny that you've been able to invade their space with what you do. And I think that's that's a credit to who you are, of course. So. Oh, I'm so honored. I mean, it's it's so funny you mentioned that because I always think it's really interesting when you penetrate the psyches of somebody who doesn't agree with you or doesn't have your worldview. I think those are the most kind of interesting and titillating connections you could possibly have. You're a far better man than I, Gunga Din, because you're able to sort of negotiate with them in a way that uh, seems to disarm them. And I think that is commendable for sure. Definitely. Um, oh, thank you. I'm so um, honored for that feedback. I, I do. I try, you know, I, I, I want to connect on a heart level to people, even if I don't agree with them. Like that's something I've been thinking a lot about is how you can work with people or affiliate yourself with people that you don't fundamentally agree with. Because sometimes when you don't agree with someone, you think they're so dumb. Yeah. And like, you know, and you're just like, Oh, you're so dumb. And then that's such a place of judgment when you're thinking someone's dumb because they don't share your thoughts or that. That's something that I've been contemplating a lot is like that intelligence is a spectrum and just because someone thinks differently than you isn't necessarily about their intelligence, but it's more about their programming and their conditioning. And I, too, have been programmed and conditioned just with a different microchip. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, if it's a spectrum, then we can also say maybe the connection between all of us is also sort of one of the spectrum. I, I think for those of us that have, have probably gone to the edge and beyond, we know that connection is there because we've we've touched it or seen it or felt it or something like that. But it's still yeah. hard for me to extend the glad hand sometimes to some of these people. But 
it's you bring out a side to them. It's like, oh, well, this is actually someone you could maybe have a conversation with. Um, and so I think it's just amazing that you can do that. So when did you kind of come into this sort of did the Panini do this to you, the pandemic? Is this what happened where you were doing stand-up comedy and, and movies and writing and so forth? And then like the rest of us had to become a troglodyte and sort of reinvent yourself. And now you're, you know, you're blowing up TikTok left and right. And it's amazing, I think. I mean, that's that's how I came to know about you, of course. Well, I almost think it's like the opposite. I have been doing this for so fucking long, actually. Uh... I mean, not not everything that I'm doing, but I have been putting myself out there and prostituting myself on social media and creating content for years and years and years. And I just think for whatever reason, it was the pandemic that brought people to me. Yeah. You know, I've been here. I've been fucking here the whole time, Amazing. but I guess more people were online and more people were potentially interested in the type of content I was creating. But so I actually would say it's the opposite. I've been here. Uh, just like waiting. We're, we're just catching somebody, up. Look at me. We're just catching yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Finally, people are more interested. I mean, I've always kind of um, had somewhat of like a, uh, an audience, which is why I kept going, I guess, but Good. it's grown a lot in the past, you know, year, year and a half. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's when I kind of come through the other stuff here, I, I see sort of two things kind of happening, sort of the, the pre before, and then you're updating your content with uh, TikTok and so forth. Um, a lot of it, I guess, it always comes down to the to the dance, right? The interpretive dance, yeah, right. Which mm -hmm. is which is you know, it's amazing because again, it's so disarming, and yet you are you're feeding us, you know, pretty deep stuff. I mean, I, I've called you guru in the past, teacher in the past, you know, <laughs> as a form of compliment because it's like so many aha moments come out of what you do that I think that's another reason why I was excited to talk to you and also kind of hype you up to, to people that I know on my side and say, listen, you know, this person is just amazing and she'll fuck your mind <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yes. With consent, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. It's consensual. I'm a I want to psychologically seduce people. Yes, in well, a well, you've done that. I'm for sure. And so, again, I guess, how did you get to the core of some of this, the philosophy and some of the teaching? Or, I mean, does it come through you or is this this uh, culmination of years of kind of study and being on the journey and so forth? Yeah, I mean, I would have to say, I think that this has been a bit of a, a life commitment journey for me, mm -hmm. just pontificating and analyzing culture and also authority. And what I've been told and questioning what I've been told, I do think that it was a bit of my personality. And also my parents are academics. And I think growing up in a very academic environment, you know, you often have a rebellion to what um, that's the biggest drink I've ever seen in my life. I mean. <laughs> It's like I looked away for a moment and then I came back and it was like a gallon of liquid just being poured into you. Um, well, I, was, I, I wish I could share it with you. I would share, you know, my, <laughs> my, my vape with you this morning. I don't usually start so early, but I got to be honest, I was a bit nervous to see you. So I wanted to. Oh, that's be cool. <laughs> <laughs> chill. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Um, to inspire a vape is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> too lazy to do anything else while we're here. That's why. Um, um, 
But yeah, I think like the having the academia as this background of which I grew up in demystified in it demystified like status quo intelligence for me personally. And so I was never that impressed by just like someone having a degree or someone thinking of themselves as an expert. I never really looked at people who were very highly educated and were just like, they know more than me, which is completely arrogant. I I recognize that. But it also opened me up to exploring all sorts of topics and information and allowing myself to guide my education and not necessarily feel confined to somebody telling me that I was smart or I was correct or I was right. Because often the feedback I was getting was actually quite the opposite. You know, I was told I had learning disabilities because I moved around too much or that like I didn't have focus because I was moving around too much. (laughs) You know, like I was told a lot of things about myself where retrospectively I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't have eaten candy for dinner all the time. Like I had a really fucked up diet and I like to move. Like I am a very active person. So I think I had to believe in my own Uh, intellectual journey, despite the feedback I was getting. And that gave me a certain curiosity to just keep learning on my own that I think provided, um, provided me with the interest of just sharing my thoughts because I was the only one who like really believed in them. Does that make sense? No, I I think I understand. And, And I would, I would make the assumption, I shouldn't do that, but that you're probably still on this journey, right? You're still making discoveries through the process. Is that correct? Yeah. And I think when someone is like told they're very smart by teachers very young or their parents are like, you're really clever, then you want to please the authority above you and like maintain that. And so you end up folding yourself into their origami expectations of how your intelligence or your curiosity or philosophical understanding of the world is supposed to develop where I was like given this freedom of not being told anything that positive. So I was like, Oh, well, whatever. I don't have anyone to please. So there's something I think really freeing about like not um, being praised. If that makes sense. <laughs> Perhaps, um, as long as you praise praise yourself, I suppose, or come to some kind of center, which you always seem to be fairly grounded. Um, totally, it can also destroy your self-esteem if you take it too seriously. Yeah, well, of course, there's that that aspect of it as well. I think, but you seem to have a good handle on it. at least at least what you show us out here in, in Neverland. Uh, it seems to be yeah. it seems to be pretty good. I'm sure you have the same amount of uh, struggles and uh, things that everybody else doubts and go through on a so- certain occasions, maybe in the past or sometime in the future, something comes up. But obviously, I think that you're fairly well centered and you'll you'll weather through whatever that challenge may be. I was recently surprised to see that you had a little with you uh, for your uh, mother and daughter interpretive dance, and she was. <laughs> That was a that was a, a dimension of you that I never considered that you might be a mom. Yeah, that's all, very off brand for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think it's I think it's interesting for those people that that uh, do follow you and see that that you know there is that aspect of you. I think that is important because it seems like you are so open to sharing so much, and and I understand maybe the apprehension I think with with people in social media and then how personal do you want to get? I understand that as well. I mean, you want to 
have a little bit of a compartmentalization for you know privacy or safety, whatever it may be. Um, but still, I think I think it was funny. It was just funny naturally because you you know do your usual stuff, and then the fact that her reaction to that was, "Oh, come on, mom!" You know, <laughs> that was just just a great moment. I mean, it's just so like, aha! Like this is a different version of, of Tony that we haven't seen yet. And so I'm I'm kind of yeah, curious about about your segment here of, of how you grew up without praise and so forth. And how's that the reflection now that you're the mom and things are doing? Well, I think parenting is the ultimate philosophical journey you can undertake because you're able to observe how you are conditioning and programming another person. And then you're also able to observe what you deem to believe their nature or their personality that's beyond you. And so for me, I've had a really interesting time witnessing myself both as a parent and as an observer of my child's um, experience with experience with her programming, you know, and what I've exposed her to and what I've, you know, kind of guided her towards and what she rebels against or what she's interested in authentically. And I think that that's to me, one of the most interesting parts of parenting is your ability to really tap into your understanding of humanity and how you became the way you were. And so I think the thing that's kind of interesting about being a parent is talking to your child about your parenting strategy, which I do quite often. And I, we do have conversations around why I make certain decisions. I will say like, wow, I really understand why you want to do that. But like, I think that would be bad parenting (laughs) if I, were to not create this boundary. And so like, this is my parenting choice. And so it kind of creates this environment for us to both discuss like how I'm parenting her because how I parent her is different than who we are as humans and as people connecting on this planet. And I'm not convinced my parenting strategy is always correct, but I am exposing it to a certain extent in order for us to have a conversation about whether whether or not it's valuable to her. And a lot of times what's interesting, it's like the phones is one thing. Like I, I will not allow her to have a smartphone. She can have Spotify on a, like a, like, like one of those cheap ones. And she can have like that certain apps that like I allow, but she cannot have a smartphone. But I'm like, well, you can have a flip phone. And so then I we talk about the parenting, like why I'm making that choice for her. And like, that's kind of it. And she ultimately can agree with the decision I'm making. And then it doesn't feel like it's like something oppressive happening to her. as like, I'm just being a dick, but rather like, oh, I'm really trying to think of like your development into the future and how your brain is developing. And we actually don't know how your brain is going to develop around a smartphone and what that does. Um, Sorry, I'm getting a phone call. No worries. I stopped it. So, and and what that does to your development. And so this is why I'm making this decision. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of many things where I try to like analyze my decisions with her or in conjunction with her. And usually we can come to an agreement, but that video, oh, that video. So that, what what made that video so interesting was that we were having a real human moment of like her being in a really fucking bad mood. Mm. And she was in a bad mood about something else. Mm. And I knew that because I was aware of what her bad mood came Mm. from. And part of me was like, Oh, I could try to like talk her out of this bad mood or like give it five minutes and like film this in a good mood. But then I was like, this is, I knew in my head, I was like, if I can just get her bad mood in front of the camera, these are going to be really 
funny outtakes, you know. Well, I, I would and, I would suggest to you that that's that sometimes what happens to us is the audience. We may be in a bad mood and we engage with you and we also make that transition that she made. And that's why I brought it up because it was generic <laughs> to the whole thing, you know. That's so funny. That's so funny, right? That's such a great point. It's like, cause we went on a journey together, like her being in this bad mood. And I was just like, I'm just going to really allow this bad mood. Cause I actually wasn't, I knew it wasn't about me, even though like it was, I was the target of the bad mood, which was why it was so funny that I was talking about that. And, and so it was like a, it was like a piece within a piece yeah. because here she was exemplifying like what it is to just like, to just be in it, like taking out your bad mood on your mom because she's there and you want to. And also, um, and also just the hilarity of that, of like how as a parent and as a child, it's like, these are the things you just, you cannot take personally as a parent, even though you want to sometimes, but a lot of times your kid is just like going through shit and they're just taking it out on you because they're so frustrated with existence. And if I don't take that too personally and I just kind of like allow it to be and like slowly like, you know, show her or like talk about like, hey, like, are you really mad at me? <laughs> you know, like, and if you are, that's cool. But like, if you're not, let's try to unpack what you're actually upset about, you know? So it sounds that it, was a fun one. Yeah, it's it sounds like the strategy here is is to make it somewhat inclusionary for her in the process. And so she feels invested in the decision that you're you're laying down, whatever that may be. So how's how do you manage this just justification of no, you cannot have a smartphone, but I kind of make my bread and butter on my smartphone uh, constantly. <laughs> and so is there, you know, mom, you're always on your phone and you're like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm making content or whatever else. I think this is common in a lot of relationships for people that are doing this side of, of social media, putting themselves out there, and then maybe their their family members, their loved ones, whatever else, are thinking, okay, it's a bit much. But uh, So how do you kind of balance that for her? Well, I mean, I think the conversation is genuinely that, like, her brain is still developing. No. And I'm just like, I don't want your brain to develop around this addiction because it's an addiction because I experience it. And I am grappling with this addiction and I have a lot more tools of dealing with addiction than you, a child. And I'm still struggling. And I'm so, an, an enabling you today and you're enabling me. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yes. And thank you. <laughs> thank you for the enablement. But it's also, I think that the, it's like, I think social media is beautiful. I think that the being able to create content and share it is amazing. And she's been in a couple of my videos. Um, she does like to act and she does like to perform. And so I just kind of like, I try to balance it out by not asking her too much, just like kind of like pepper it in. And then she's always more excited to do it and more interested. So she likes being a part of it. And she likes, you know, it's like, she really thought that Mother's Day video was like so funny. And then she was like, oh, I'm so glad I was in such a bad mood. It really added so much texture to it. it, did, it did. And like, and she's able to kind of like have this really interesting sense of humor about herself because we do these kind of projects together and she can like uh, experiencing her experience herself like a little bit more objectively, like as an audience member, which is kind of fun and interesting. But yeah, no, the hypocrisy is fully there. And then she'll also like be like, get off your phone, you know, and pay attention to me. And I will always honor that and be like, yes, <laughs> you are correct. I, well, I will do that. I appreciate that. 
Okay. Um, you know, I don't want to take too much more of your time because I think you have a life like everybody else. I want to believe that you have this sort of, you know, fantastically full plan day of, you know, yoga and interpretive dance and I don't know, microbiotic food. I have no idea. I'm joking. Of course. But, um, <laughs> that actually is my day to day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, I'm just guessing. Uh, it takes one to know one. Um, maybe a few comments on, on how we broke in here. Uh, I want to slide in your algorithm, which obviously you had help uh, for that video and everybody in their leotards and so forth. And so when you come up with this kind of process, is it, is it the song or is it the bit that comes first or is it just sort of loosely and you guys put it together? What's, what's kind of the process for, for making something like hey, I well want to slide your algorithm? I really appreciate that. That's something that you like. That is my favorite thing I've ever done. I'm like, I love that. I like, it's like, it's truly one of my favorite videos. It was just an idea that I had. And then I wrote the song for it. And then, um, my, my partner, he made the beat. He's a musician and he's like a really awesome musician. So he made the beat. And it was funny because I like brought him the lyrics and he is really good at like, saying like he's he's my my biggest critic you know so he was like you need a better melody and you have too many words and he was like oh get out of here with that he like kicked me out of the studio so I had to rewrite it so there were less words and I had a better melody which I'm so glad he did you know because he really pushes me every time I do a song it's like he wants it to be a good song because he's a musician I'm not a musician I'm like I'm a comedian but I like doing um, songs because I think it's fun. And like those videos are really interesting to me to do aesthetically. So then I had to write a better song. He finally approved. We recorded it. And then I just got some friends from my dance studio. We just improv, you know, got, I got them in the little suits and stuff. And then that video took me, I think like two and a half weeks to edit. Like I worked so hard on the edit of that video. I'm such a jackass. But, um, the first thing I did was slow it down and then speed it up. And then fell in love with with it at 1.75 because you know that's how my brain beat is going and you know so if you've ever that's, get a chance play with the speed a little bit you'll be impressed with, oh with i would absolutely do that yeah i know sure. and i thought that the suits were so funny like the suits just had me and then like i the guy who was filming it um riley he was the one in the beard and like after we were done, I was like, come on, Riley, let's just get you in a suit because he had that beard. And it was just really funny for Riley to just kind of jump in at the end. So okay. just like be let's, in it. Let's see if I can find. Yeah, I see it. He's in the uh, blue. The, yeah, the, the, the baby blue. Yeah. And it was just really funny because I just like had him go in at the end and be a part of that video. That was really fun to make. So yeah, all of those songs, they usually come like just like some idea that I get while meditating. Like I have one right now. Um, I actually got talking to a friend when I was stoned about getting fingered in a field. And I was like, oh my God, that's such a funny um, concept. Like just like getting fingered in a field or fingering someone in a field. And then I was like, oh, it'd be a great song. And then I usually ask myself like, well, how can there be some social relevance like to this idea? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's like all these poor kids that are like worried about World War Three and like growing up in pandemics and like where was I at 15? I was getting fingered in a field. <laughs> and so like that's the song I'm currently working on and like I'm working on the melody so my partner doesn't <laughs> kick me out of the studio. <laughs> um, so yeah, it usually starts like just with like a silly idea and then me trying to figure out how to like create some social commentary to it. Well, 
Tony, you know, I'm biased. Obviously, I love everything you do. And I, I, I'm so pleased that your voice is out there sort of validating what a lot of us feel. And sometimes the fact that you can change our state in the way that we feel uh, through your dance and, of course, through your, I don't know, what would you call them? What, what do you call this, when you, what you're doing? I mean, you call, call it comedy. It. But I call it comedy, but I think it's funny to call it Gyration Nation. Gyration Nation. Excellent. <laughs> and so any, any uh, anything we need to be looking for in the future uh, for Gyration Nation? Yeah, I mean, I put out put out videos like every week. And I also do teach an online dance course once a week. Really? Um, yeah. And it's for basically people with any level of dance interest. Like I try to keep it more about movement. Uh, and just kind of like, it's like a one hour class. I do it Sundays, but I, I might change over the summers, but definitely, um, I'll, I have a website for my dance studio, which is side sidestreamstudio.com. All right, let's take a like look. I not got everything the, else. Not here. the mainstream, but sidestream. And there will always be information there about my dance classes, but I, I highly suggest like people come dance with me, you know, cause it's just a great opportunity to, um, let out all of the emotions that we store in our bodies. And that's kind of the focus that I do at the, at this um, online class. Yeah, so well, I, any, anyone can dance. Sure. And I, I've definitely tried to incorporate more sort of like the, the free movements um, while I'm thinking about things that are, you know, going on and so forth. And it, it does have, uh, you know, regenerative effects. I'm shocked. I'm, oh, absolutely. I wish I had discovered it sooner. And I wish I had time Absolutely. to talk to you about the Dom and the alt-right man, but maybe that's a conversation oh. for another time. <laughs> um, looking at the Cave yeah. Light Productions here. And then, of course, your, your website uh, about Tony at CaveLightProductions.com. Your own website, which is uh, TonyBalona.com. And so you got to spell the – I thought that was so funny on 420, the thing about the, the Bologna as opposed to baloney, <laughs> because my buddy, my buddy Tony, Tony Huge from Enhanced Athlete, I said, you're lucky that your name isn't like that. And so, of course, now I, I <laughs> um, what's your relationship like to your mother? Great clip. Do you want a microchip in your brain? Yes. Um, for me, uh, let's let's get deep about the deep state. All right. Creative creativity that you can eat you alive. I see. All right. Do you use our sexuality to mind control our asses and the ruling lizard elite are really ruling us? Are they are they really ruling us? I mean, these are the questions I like to ask. <laughs> and, and that's why I like to follow you, Tony. Thank you so much again for doing this. I will post everything up and send it over to you later. And uh, you always have a, a, 